There, get the mic near your, near your mouth. Look who is decked out in Oregon State stuff for the first time in Belligerent Beef's history. It only took until episode 14. Man, you are going to be spitting fire tonight, I'm aren't you? I'm sassy as hell right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I am sassy as shit today. Yeah. I have been through it this weekend. I am very excited about Oregon State being Hawaii. But other than that, I feel some type of way about some type of shit. We age, but it's good to see I, you. It's great to see you. I want to hear. I have a rapid fire question that I want a rapid fire answer. Oh, for. I thought you said you had a rap. I was like, yes, here we go. <laughs> oh no, I'm so happy it's not a rap. But rapid fire question, let's go. If you could pick between these two people as the Vikings starting quarterback, who would you pick? Chance Nolan or Kirk Cousins? Chance Nolan. That's right. There's only Sean Mannion or Kirk Cousins. Sean Mannion. Jonathan Smith or Mike Zimmer? Jonathan Smith. <laughs> B.J. Baylor or Adrian Peterson, B.J. Baylor. (laughs) I tweeted just like a couple just in the moment jokes, whatever. And there's not a bunch, but like a few fucking Vikings fans got it in my mentions on Twitter telling me I'm dumb as fuck and that Kirk is the truth, whatever. It's like, you know why? Our biggest problem today. It's because they're brainwashed and shit. No, it's because your jokes weren't about B.J.'s. (laughs) <laughs> they were not about BJ's. <laughs> they were not, I, I'm not sure how I can work BJ's in. You know, it's different when you have a starting running back go for almost 180 and three, baby. And you can do some really low hanging fruit BJ jokes. Like, like someone what? did from the Twitter account last. I don't know who tweets from belligerent beeves. We put, we put out that Twitter poll with the Minneapolis based decoy. It wasn't me. Was it you? Benny? I, I don't even know how to click on a Zoom link, so it certainly wasn't me. <laughs> was it? My name is Nikki, but you can call me Dre. Dude, what it up? was. I'm only in town for one Dre. Hello? I tweet from belligerent beeves, okay? But do I really? Not sure. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't think it's Nikki tweeting from, someone's tweeting from belligerent beeves. I think we hired a uh, social media associate. Uh, during the first episode while we were drinking on air and then we we gave them the password and then just never followed up so it's not us Does anyone know the password nope password is password should we figure out the password and broadcast it so that all of our list all of our tens of listeners can tweet from it that will go well it's one two three fake read it's one two three bjs one <laughs> one for each of bj baylor's touchdowns last night oh man so i have uh you guys both watched the the game last night i uh i missed it in its entirety and watched watched some highlights in a very cut up fashion last night i got home very late i ha- i've had i've had a weekend as the two of you know from from our group chat uh, I'm not trying to say that in any any braggadocious fashion, but I uh, was sure. out of town for our friend, to a celebration for our dear friend, Adam Keefe. Hello, Adam. Congratulations. We love you. Congrats, dude. Uh, if, you're, if you live in the Portland area, head on out to Loyal Legion and get yourself a cocktail made by Adam Keefe himself. He is one of the best mixologists around and one of our college friends. He's getting married in a few weeks. Uh, was in Scottsdale for his bachelor party and was on my way back here to go to a wedding, my friend Kyle Racky's wedding last night and came home a day early from the bachelor party, was driving home from the airport. I left myself just enough time to get home, 
shower, slam a beer, throw a suit on. The venue was thankfully just very close to my apartment. But while I'm about half getting close to my exit on the freeway, I blew a tire and had to pull over in probably the most dangerous spot (laughs) to pull over on the entire Minneapolis-St. Paul freeway system and sat there for two hours. Um, Did you ever get a new tire? Uh, the, it's, they took me to a tire place. There's uh, actually, I have a buddy who works at a tire place really close to me, but they're closed. Wow. And I preferred to have it towed there. Cause I knew I wouldn't be driving today at all. You have a buddy. It's spoken like a true Minneapolis mafia. I have a, a bud. <laughs> you know, a buddy of mine you changes tires out <laughs> up on uh, Central Ave there. Uh, so <laughs> no, no, I, it, I haven't got I, I, it, that tire. The tire is gone. I'm going to have to get a new one, which is which is fine. But so I was three hours late for this wedding and uh, about four hours late to watch the Oregon State game, which means you essentially missed the whole game. So I missed all of it. And I was drunkenly searching my YouTube for a highlight package last night and couldn't find one. So I watched all the highlights from the 2019 Hawaii game and the 2006 and 2008 Hawaii games. Uh, but I had to use the Oregon state Twitter for last night's game. So I was, I watched highlights like one play at a time, but it happens. That's funny. It's uh, we, we had issues or I, I don't know if you had the same issues, JP, but the game was the Yankees game went super late last night. So that stayed on Fox and the, uh, the USC game, which should have been on Fox got kicked to FS one. And so the beeves game got kicked to FS two who I didn't take a poll, but my assumption is that not very many Beavers fans have FS. It's all streaming. Or- it's like because, yeah, it's streaming because we didn't have enough reasons to hate the New York Yankees or USC football yet or <laughs> the Fox network. Yeah. Any of those. Uh, and they were all in play on Twitter last night. I, I was streaming. I, finally found out how to stream it so i was doing that but um but i only you found, found the right button a, yeah <laughs> i love that well we are gonna get into all the action uh from last night and uh, talk about you know some stuff for going forward talk a lot chance nolan to help us break that down we have a another guest on this episode one of my one of my favorite twitter friends ever from flagrant magazine from you know the uh, a co-host of the about damn time podcast and a former video coordinator of oregon state football uh it's ashton batuso aka at lil butts on twitter uh one of the original chance nolan heads uh, along with jp so That's right I probably should have waited to introduce Ashton until after we let her in. So, hey, Ashton, <laughs> looking fresh in your Chiefs jersey. So 75% of this podcast is really happy about the NFL results today, and 25% is really upset. Uh, we're not going to go into specifics of who's happy and who's sad, because that's bullshit. <laughs> we're just going to power through and talk about things that make everyone happy, like Oregon State football and Chance Nolan. Ashton, thank you so much for hanging out with us right now. Thanks for having having me on we know you're sort of deep in the throes of production for the third issue of flagrant magazine a magazine that i think is probably the best you know literary publication ever put together but i'm does that have something to do with you being in it or anything like that am i am i in it i i i had you know Mm, know. yeah i forgot to tell you you wrote an article I did. I did. <laughs> it's I I'm holding it back if anything, but um, no, no. <laughs> exactly. So uh, possibly, possibly. 
Um, but so thank you for joining us in this busy time. Uh, can for our listeners who may not yet be familiar with flagrant or uh, yourself, and if you're not, you know, get your fucking life together. Yeah, and what are you thinking? Start following flagrant by issues of flagrant. What's issue three looking like? Uh, what are you excited about? And when might it be coming out? Issue three is coming out in a couple weeks. I'm like basically not allowed to say anything about it because it's in partnership with another brand. Um, and oh, so they that's exciting. We've it is exciting. It's very exciting. So it's coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, it will be all you know. You can buy it on on the website in a couple weeks uh, as usual. And yeah, we're like you said, we're like in the throes of getting all the social assets ready and and all of our marketing stuff ready to go, so we can really like ramp this thing up excellent this sounds very organized <laughs> we're not familiar <laughs> with that <laughs> yeah i mean i think if you were like in our group chats or on our zoom calls you'd be like what is this but i'm, I'm glad i'm making it sound like it's an organized situation because we will like you know how oh hey everybody what do you think about how many of this should we order whatever and it's it just spirals into like everybody doing bits at each other and it's like no no like this isn't a comedy show guys but we like can't help it uh, so. Terry tries to do that with us. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the only one. Um, well, that's very exciting. We we know you actually don't have time to be doing this right now. So we super appreciate you hanging out with us. But we had to invite you on because you are the like founder, president, owner of the Chance Nolan fan club. Uh, yes. Hashtag take a chance. Give Nolan a chance. Um, and I think yeah. the next, you know, uh, early adopter of that was JP Bertram, who is on this uh, <laughs> this call with all of us. Uh, so the, yeah. the two original chance heads and he had a pretty, yeah. uh, pretty damn good game last night. So just, a, you know, initial reaction um, thoughts on uh, Chance's game last night and what this uh, means for the Beavs going forward. Uh, what did you think? I, I really wanted him to get the program record for what I think it was like 15. I think he got, 12, I think he was 12 for 12. So that was a bummer, but I also am not going to be greedy about it. I was like, I was obviously very, very down, very excited. First quarter, I guess first half was great. And then I was like a little bit worried that he was kind of falling off of it a bit. And I actually fell asleep at like <laughs> two, which was, um, I think was like mid fourth quarter, maybe. That Pac-12 after dark is killer when you're in on the East Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, I just kept thinking like, what would it be like if I woke up to a loss? I just was like, it'll feel horrible. Like, it'll just feel better if I go to sleep knowing what happened, but I could, just couldn't pull it off. Um, JP, when did you kind of um, hit your wagon on, on the Chance Nolan crew? I, I literally looked this up today and... I sent it to our group chat as like a receipt. I sent a message to Jonathan Smith in November, November 21st, 2020. And I was very casual about it all. I said, hi, it's me, JP, big fan, except I really love to see what chance Nolan would do with your offense. I think we may win more games. But what do I know? I'm just a fan, not a coach. Anyways, thanks for hearing me out. Good oh chat. Go Beavs. Let's give Nolan a chance. It worked. <laughs> So the power of Twitter, the power of That's Twitter. What yeah. yeah. Wow. Did he ever see the message? I don't Did know. I would assume it? yes. He. I'm probably very, okay. uh, yeah, very high priority for Jonathan Smith on his Twitter yeah. account. So I'm sure he saw it. Did you slide into his DMs or were you tweeting at him? 
No, that was just at him. I know I should have done the oh, camera. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just yeah, yeah, differentiate a bit. Yeah. So not not traceable. You should just <laughs> send him a screenshot of it and send it to his DM so he knows. Yeah. Told you. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. What don't let him. About this? Don't let him forget who, why, how he got here. <laughs> who planted that seed in yeah, his yeah, head? Yeah. It was all exactly. UK. No, Ashton. Uh, though I saw that you you were all about it too. So what what uh, steered you to the Chance Nolan? Uh, crew um so i sort of do a podcast sometimes called about damn time and we um we did it last year but uh my like co-hosts have been very busy this year so we haven't done it as much we did i did one episode and i actually did it with my husband not the typical crew so i think we'll probably do one this week just because it was an exciting game but we didn't do one after purdue because i was like so just mad um (laughs) but in that podcast i was everybody always got mad at me because i was sort of like a jebbia hater because i just like was not Jebbia wasn't my guy. And then when Chance got to show us who what he was all about, it was just like automatically he it felt like he was just like confident and he was just like, I'm gonna make these decisions. Whereas Jebbia is like stuttering, looking around like panicked. Chance feels like he has control of the game and he like has vision and he can like figure his shit out under pressure. I don't get that vibe from Jebbia. So like right when I first saw Chance play, I was like, that guy's got it. It, he is kind of like this, like calm demeanor out there, right? When you, yeah. you, you watch his decision making, and it feels very like decisive, like no, no, yes, or it, when he, when he's analyzing the as the play unfolds, versus like this whole like you're saying, like left, right, left, right, like I'm looking around frantically yeah. trying to figure out who's open, and I'm trying to heave right. it downfield. I mean. I felt the same way. That's, I think, one of the big reasons why I was like, I, as a viewer, feel comfortable right. and calm <laughs> it's like I'm, watching him operate. I'm panicking enough. I need someone yeah. that's going to be like, it's okay, I got this. <laughs> exactly. So that I can, like, breathe. <laughs> that really is the truth. When you have a quarterback who appears calm in the pocket and is just delivering throws and not freaking the fuck out, it really, you know, makes you freak the fuck out less as a fan. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't know that as a uh, <clears throat> fan of the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins in their center, but it must be nice. <laughs> it must be nice for you guys. Um, Ashton, which you're wearing a Kansas City Chiefs jersey. What uh, what player is that that you're that you're wearing? Tony Gonzalez. It's like a very oh, old, oh nice, very throwback. Like it's like rubbing off on my couch as we speak. Um, Pac-12 guy. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, he played he played basketball for Cal too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, big, I was a big Tony Gonzalez gal. I actually just ordered like ten minutes ago. I was like, it's time. I need a Tyron Matthew jersey, so I ordered two. I'm gonna say I got a yellow and a red. Really excited nice. about that. I won't be like scratching nice. my shit off onto the couch anymore. That'll be a nice change. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you can retire the Gonzalez jersey, hang it up in the rafters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> for sure. And frame it with, with with all the wall space you probably have in your oh, New York apartment. Yeah, I mean, like you can see like. <laughs> Just like covered. It's like that's chaos. a very well decorated New York apartment. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. We are I'm embarrassed. Once again, we, <laughs> we are joined by Ashton Batuso, founding mother of the Flagrant magazine and uh, co-host of the About Damn Time podcast. Uh Ashton, as you know from our uh, text exchange, you are joining us at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh you are an honored guest of joining us for 
the drinking portion for the first time <laughs> we've had guests on uh but none who have uh really partaken in uh drinking Yay. with us much other, other than uh sam from the peyton years um so <laughs> yeah. that's right uh, why don't why don't we start with you uh what are what are you uh what are you sipping on what are the details uh it looks like a maybe a frost brewed white claw of some kind. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. I, this is the only drink that I had in my house when you texted me. So otherwise I'd bring something. I know you guys have like your fancy yeah. stuff, but yeah, I just got a black, gray white claw. No real. I, had a, nice. I drank, I drank a bush light like three episodes ago. So there's no judgment <laughs> happening here. And we <laughs> told the listeners, we texted Ashton, Ashton tweeted at us about chance like three hours ago. And we're like, you want to come on the pod? So that's how much planning we put into this. <laughs> White Claw, very, very nice, nice for sure. Good choice, uh, and though. Benny, I know you you texted yes. us the there, yeah. Benny. I want to I, I want to hear what you got peak. going on. So um, I got this uh, due to the name only. I know nothing about this beer. I actually just had the first sip, and it is really good. It's it is a porter, but it's not the shoots. Uh, Black Butte. It, that would be a great name. It's actually a, called Vanilla Porter, but it's by. The Breckenridge Brewing Company. Oh. The reason I got the reason I got the Breckenridge Brewing Company is because that is the name of the apartments that JP and I oh, lived right. in, in our first yes. yeah the Breck our first year the in Brooklyn. Yeah. I thought I had to get it. Where was yeah. that at? It's like up on uh, yeah. Barnes, like yeah. with, it, over the hill. When Burnside yeah. becomes Barnes, oh, okay, like, okay, okay, like almost we were, we Beaverton, were, but still Portland. Yeah, exactly. We were straddling <laughs> Beaverton, but uh, right, an apartment complex with no service at all, no oh, service. I but also a ton, that. a ton of Timbers players right next door at Golf Creek. Oh, that's true. Golf. Yeah. Creek. I don't know. If the I thing I remember most about what you guys live there is called Breckenridge. And you guys were talking about it at the gypsy RIP gypsy. We all love the gypsy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're like, in the patio, you guys were talking about Breckenridge and this hammered dude thought you were referring to Breckenridge, the <laughs> yeah. area in Colorado. Cause you guys were talking about living at that apartment complex as in like shredding the Breck was, you know, living on Barnes Avenue and almost Beaverton. <laughs> And I walked out of Gypsy onto the patio and JP goes like, this guy doesn't shred the brick. And this one dude you had met like 10 seconds earlier just looks at me and goes like, oh, you probably shred Steamboat with the frat, huh, bro? And I was like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> this, bar, this bar probably needs to close. Uh, and it did. Uh, RIP, we love you. But yeah, yeah, Steamboat over Breckenridge for sure. JP, what are you sipping on, buddy? I found this one in my fridge. Uh, it's called, can you guys see this? It's called Shop Talk. And I feel like this is very fitting for our, our pod where we just kind of sit around and, and shoot the shit. Uh, it's an IPA from Chicago. And nice. uh, where you you guys were semi-recently, at least at least driving through. I hung I hung out for like 15 hours, but you know. Yeah, it's, uh, and Benny, you flew into Chicago. So you were there for I at did. least a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, longer because Terry was an hour and a half late picking me up. We want oh, wonderful that. Terry. We don't need Are to you serious? That. that is so messed up. <laughs> I, I was driving from six hours away. Sorry for driving you to West Lafayette, Benny. I apologize for providing you transportation. I'll let it slide this time. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's good. It's in collaboration with the brewery, uh, 18th Street Brewery. Okay, the brewery that's doing from Chicago is Revolution Brewing Company. And then um, 
they did it in collaboration with 18th Street Brewery in uh, Hammond, Indiana. So, oh, oh, which okay. we also were in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not sure where we may have driven past Hammond. We basically we drove in and out of Indiana very fast. It didn't look like there were a lot of towns. There were <laughs> no. just a lot of fields <laughs> everywhere. There's like no population there. It felt it felt like we were in like shitty Chicago suburbs until we were at Purdue. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what it was. Ashton, you totally missed out. You guys should have came. I know. I mean, I guess not. No, you, but you like, shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. We we seriously thought about it until like the day before. We were like like mulling it over, and then it just got to the point where it was like eight hundred dollars, and we were like. And we have to rent a car or whatever. And it was just right. like, the yeah. fly, if it was easier to fly into, we would have just like done it. But it's such a weird place to fly into. Right. Kind of like Corvallis. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it has to be like the one Big Ten city that you can't fly into. No, nah, there's more. Illinois. Uh, Champagne. I you guess, can't fly into uh, Bloomington. Maybe Penn State. You can't fly into State College. This, I remember my, my dad and I flew Never mind. Like, we're cutting this segment this, out. No, this is like last week when you said, is Utah the only Pac-12 team to win? Yeah. <laughs> and JP and I mentioned seven other teams at once. Hey, when we were in West Lafayette, we both commented. We were like, the Pac-12 is doing atrocious today. It was. And then this past week, it started with that fucking team down, down the road beating Ohio State, which whatever and i was like all right well at least it might be a good day for the pac-12 but then every other pac-12 team lost and that's why you don't care about conference pride because it's too much i know too much out of your control to think about whatever I really never back be, the pack. Uh, i no. like i worked at pac-12 networks and at the time i did back the pack and all that always never backed oregon ever would never of course not but course. now i'm just like i mean whatever if if wazoo or washington or or ucla like i i I can support those teams um but like i'm never gonna be like so bummed like based on like how the conference does doesn't really have any effect on my day how like the beefs do like can make or break a week for me i feel like that's almost like an exclusively sec thing though like the sec is really the only conference that really cheers for other sec schools which Yeah. yeah Or Oregon fans that just want us to cheer for the for their team, right? Like, but yeah. back to Prac, bro. Like, no, never. I will never, yeah. ever, ever root. Like for you. they're pitying us, yes, or whatever. So I hate they when they say that. Yeah. Oh, I, but I root. I root for Oregon State. Yeah, cool. I, Nobody that. wants. I saw that on Twitter the other day, and I was no, like, like, no, block. Like, You're like block. I, block. I was happy when you guys beat USC. Cool, go fuck yourself. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm drinking a very nice Midwest IPA. <laughs> Perfect segue from Prize Brewing Company. This is called the Miraculum. <laughs> Uh, it's a very, you know, light drinkable, um, I'll just read the fucking label, a unique combination of citrus hop flavors and a smooth multi finish, the perfect balance between hoppy West coast and multi East coast beers. And since I'm Mm. situated here between the West coast and the East coast, and we're joined by people on the West coast and the East coast, and I'm right smack dab in the middle. See, this was all premeditated. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And also miraculum is similar to the word miracle. And it's going to take a fucking miracle for the Vikings to be a, worth a goddamn bit of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Terry, what whiskey uh, are you drinking? What wine are you drinking? You usually have this right. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I just have a, a beer in front of me, but that that does remind me 
Um, cause the last episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago, I was drinking whiskey out of my brand new bit belligerent beeves enamel mug. I ordered uh, one. Did you see you ordered one? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So it's on its way. Yeah. Uh, but got to give a shout out to, uh, Colin McManamus who sent us this, uh, great, uh, direct oh, message right, yeah. on IG. He also ordered a, uh, enamel mug and, was drinking whiskey out of it and sent me the message. It came today, but as an East Coaster, I'm afraid to test it out too early and fall asleep before kickoff uh, with a nice picture of it next to a bottle of Bullet at about um, <laughs> 4, 4 p.m., 3 p.m. Eastern time. So, yeah, he had a, a bit of time before. It's early. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then after the game, he texted me, it, it's now broken in. Go Beavs, chop them, love it. So thank you, Colin, for uh, for listening to the show and for buying a mug and for drinking whiskey out of said mug. Do so, you guys know that's awesome. uh, of anyone in New York that's a Beavs fan that I could like link up with? Speaking of, speaking um, of East Coast Beavs. Seven years ago, I was there. <laughs> Um, That's the helpful. ghost of Terry think, is still wandering I, around. There, 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 there are a few bars where my uh, influence is probably left. Uh, I don't know. I remember like, I think I sent an email to like the alumni association and like, didn't hear back. Um, so but that, was, that was back then. And then, then we met a dude uh, in at Purdue who is cool. Um, who, so maybe the alumni association is more on top of shit, but yeah. Yeah. Cause my like dream is to have an Oregon state bar somewhere very far from Corvallis. That, I, like, know. Oregon state. I wonder if, I wonder if like the alumni association does do like preferred uh, sports bars in, in each. They do. View I know, like, they do. They do. Okay. Cause like in, in downtown Seattle, you have like, there's like a Michigan bar and like, it's a big schools, but you know, there's, there's a PAC 12 bar in Chicago. Called, at least it was uh, called the Nisei lounge. I know Nisei is still open. I'm not sure if it still has a PAC 12 affiliation, uh, but it would get rented out by other PAC 12 schools, like affiliation, oh. like alumni associations. So like I would go there when Oregon state was on, they're like, we can't turn the game on. And I was like, why there? Cause we only have two TVs and we have to put both of them on Cal versus Portland state or some shit. So <laughs> this is something that's needed across the country. Yeah. Uh, just a very need quick to rally look people. Yeah. Ashton, you guys are in Manhattan, right? Mm -hmm. right I'll travel. We for sure have at least two, maybe three. My math might be off at least two listeners in Brooklyn. Okay. And that probably more, nice. than, more than one in Manhattan, unless you're just streaming belligerent beeves on like six different devices. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Which you well, might be doing. <laughs> um, no, I think, well, I might have, I might have on two, two different devices, but not okay. six. All right. So you shouldn't be the only one in Manhattan and there should be at least a couple okay. in Brooklyn and there are a few in New Jersey. So if you're listening to this and you're yes. in New York and you want to hang out at a bar with Ashton until 2 a.m. Until 2 a.m. And her husband, Tim, they're both super cool. Ashton was a video coordinator for the football team. Tim was a grad assistant. And also I would, I wanted, I had this markdown. This is a perfect segue. You guys were both working for the team the last year. They were bowl eligible. So mm. clearly all of that credit goes to you two and we need you guys back. Yeah. But, yeah. Cause you, you took know. all the mojo with you. you took all the mojo. <laughs> so obviously you have some pretty good mojo working with you. So if you're a Beavs fan in the New York tri-state area and you want to hang out at a bar watching Pac-12 after dark until almost sunrise <laughs> with, with Ashton and Tim, 
uh, slide into Ashton's DMs. Yeah. It's at, at Lil, L-I-L underscore butts, B-U-T-S yes. on Twitter. I love how I just commandeered a whole segment to like make friends in the New York area. Why not? That's totally- <laughs> <laughs> this this whole podcast is for us to make friends. True. That's right. This okay. is your podcast now, actually. And we know we know you need to get out of here, but let's talk a little bit more actual Beaver football first. So, Chance obviously looked good last night. Uh, looked poised, delivered. The um, outcome was never really in doubt. What else? Um, you know, for whether it's BJ Baylor or the defense, um, what did you notice about last night uh, that uh, we can go off of into this uh, week three matchup with uh, Idaho? Well, I uh, was. This is like I don't know how to say this without sounding rude, but I don't mean it rude. I was kind of excited that we got to see that Tajon didn't play because we got to see more receivers. And that was fun. Like Anthony gold had like seven catches or something for like a hundred and something yards. Like that was really exciting. And, and someone that people really haven't been talking about and just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. So that was something that was exciting. Uh, I don't know if Tajon's what his status is. Uh, I hope he's better and comes back of course, but I have to assume that Gould has like sort of um, carved a space for himself, which is great. The defense, I'm still like, I'm not like <laughs> thrilled. Okay. It's strange because the Purdue game, I was like, wow, our defense, I feel like did a pretty great job. And then this last game against Hawaii, I felt like we, we let, I don't know. I, I I'm trying, I guess like, I feel like the DBs did okay. Like coverage wise looked okay. Maybe it's our linebackers that like, I don't know, aren't really doing their role it's it's a little little surprising because of the names that we have right like Omar Spates, Avery Roberts. You assume that would be like such a strong position, but I'm just I didn't it doesn't feel like that. And I don't know if I if I'm like crazy or if it was because it was like one in the morning and I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> but like, did anyone else feel like that? <laughs> yeah, Spates Spates got burned a, a handful of times by by the running back, which mm-hmm. made yeah. the linebackers look really bad. Those yeah. but sneakily, Rob, uh, Roberts was everywhere, and I was actually surprised by that. It was very quiet. His night was yeah. like quietly successful, but I agree. Okay. It didn't feel like there was an impact that uh, they were making like on, on the defensive side at all. Yeah. I mean, and, and to be honest, none of the defense felt that way. I didn't right. feel like there was no. really a standout anywhere this game. And I, I, mean, like, I was looking picks, for somebody. Which we, we never have turnovers. Like so, some of that was on the coaches though, right? Because like th- their running back was obviously so much faster than space and, and they kept on matching them up with the running back. Well, and also the the problem with coaching, I'm guessing because it, it hasn't been able to be figured out for 10 years at least, is like, A, why can't we match up against mobile quarterbacks? Why are we yeah. so bad at open field tackling? Like, why are these issues that we just cannot get a handle on no matter who the personnel is, who the coach is? For some reason, that's just like our thing. And it's so confusing and strange. Like, I do not understand that. That's a really good point to bring up because our defense looked fucking good before their quarterback started yes. scrambling. And once he figured out that he could get yards by scrambling, like yeah. our defense looked completely different after that. Yeah, but then he then he knew he could throw because he had the defense on the heels, on it on their heels. <laughs> right. It, it was uh it's funny. So I watched the game with a uh, friend of the podcast, Paul Molina, uh Chopham anti-enthusiast. Nice. Dr. Funky Paul Molina. Doctor Funky that, Paul Molina. actually. It just felt right. Yeah. Remember the time you ordered a cameo for Paul from Ronnie Turiaf and you asked him to call him Dr. Funky Paul Molina and he Turiaf <laughs> opened the cameo with he wants me to call you Funky Paul Molina, but I'm not going to. 
And then he just said like happy birthday after that and then peace out. It's like, Thanks, Roni. <laughs> great, great use of my $23, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But what was funny was he was like, why can't we stop mobile quarterbacks? Like, it's like this guy out there is Marcus Mariota. And then they did a segment like literally five minutes later about how he, like all those quarterbacks who went to the same high school and one of them was Marcus Mariota and him. And I was like, oh my God, you knew it. You nailed it. Like this guy is just, it's, it's in the water or something. But uh, I know I was like, I was thinking like, oh, this guy must be like some new up and comer. He like looks so good. And then they're like, oh yeah, he has a school school record for like 4,000 yards. I'm like, okay. So he's been here for like five years Mm -hmm. and he's not some like, like slinger that's just like up and coming he's just like a normal hawaii quarterback and we like can't do anything to stop him okay cool. right but they did play in week zero so they've got you know a whole nother game of reps that's true that all that's always how that works yeah um i didn't i didn't i still haven't watched the game so i i can't <laughs> offer any other analysis because it was too late no, I was at a wedding last night. Oh. And when I came home, I th- I thought I had recorded it, but I didn't get a chance to record it because of uh, you know, uh, I'd say I'll we'll call it car trouble. Um <laughs> that that kept me from getting a lot of things done yesterday. Mm-hmm. But what about like with uh, uh a- Anthony Gold though? Like for for one thing like is anyone else surprised that he's referred to as a third year freshman? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, yes. it's going to be so yeah. impossible to know what year any I of know. these kids are for like the next five years. Like it, yeah. there'll be like two more cycles before we like get sort of like past like anyone who has like that COVID eligibility. Right. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Third, third year freshman. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. He's from West Salem. He's an in-state kid. Oh, yeah. really? Nice. Good for him. Yeah, when 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 he signed and committed, um, it was like a big get for like in state for Smith, and it was still early in you know Smith's uh, head coaching career, and so the battle for in state recruits in Oregon was uh, wide open, obviously, and he had just gotten some other like linemen at that point, and then he he got gold as well, and like gold was like. I just told him I want to be there. I just called him up. I was like, I'm committed right now. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see like, that was like in like 2019, I think, or like mm-hmm. even 18. Wow. And then um, it carrying through to, to this game. And he, he even said like, I just, you know, was waiting for, for my moment and you, you, just, you just stay patient and hungry. And like he, he showed out and I, like, I honestly think like he looked phenomenal. Uh, right. And yeah, we've talked a lot too. about the receiver, the receiving core. And we were like, he's never come up on this podcast. No, <laughs> I, I think, I think Carter Baines mentioned him on the jam podcast a couple of times where I saw his name in like some, you know, sort of like preseason, like preview things, but you know, we, uh, we love our receivers on this show. And we talked about like 13 different receivers. <laughs> um, how big is he? Cause I know <laughs> Ash and I, you and I had a conversation before the season started about, just the lack of height in the receiver yeah. room. And I know that's something you and Tim uh, covered yeah. on the first, the first episode of this season of about damn time. Is he a big yeah. dude? I didn't really no. get to see. He's taller than champ, but he's, 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 he's <laughs> they're all taller than champ. He's taller than champ, but shorter he's like than five, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> right in the Oregon state sweet spot. He's like, he, Brandon Cooks probably has like three inches on him. Uh, gold, gold five eight. Okay. How tall is Champ? Champ's five four, dude. Of course, yeah. he's five four. Or f- he's he's listed at five four, which means yeah. he's probably yeah. five two. <laughs> oh my god. 
I didn't know he was that small. We saw that big catch champ had at Purdue was right in front of us. And you looked at me and was like, he is small. And I was yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Of course he is. He just gets <laughs> throttled. He gets like absolutely demolished and he just pops up and it's like, what is going on? Well, I think he's so strong that like his center of gravity, yeah. like, I don't know, it's gotta just be like kind of a dramatic advantage to some extent, even though he just isn't that far <laughs> off the ground. I don't know. I would love a six foot five, just Randy Moss looking receiver, but Hey, it's Oregon state. You know, we can't, yeah. we can't ask for the world. We'll <laughs> take what we can get. Ashton, what surprised you of the game though? What surprised you most? Like what was like a, a thing that you were like, I did not expect that at all besides gold, I think, but. What, what was the biggest surprise? I guess uh, something that was surprising was our run game. I, you know, we've all been kind of like, what's going to happen? What's going to, who's going to fill these shoes? And it felt like it was good. It felt like we had established one, which is more than we can say a lot of times. Um, yesterday felt really, it felt really good if watching that. And I, I, I'm trying to like temper my expectations because it's like, you know, who knows what Hawaii, Hawaii skill level is, but um, it all around ground game, pass game, it, everything felt good, you know? So I guess what was really surprising was that I wasn't, um, that stressed or bummed about most things. And I, it I was so a nice to like start stressed. that way. Yeah. 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 Be like, Oh, I don't have to worry about this game anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like within, within like seven minutes of the game, I was like, I cool, know. I'll just crack another beer and enjoy it. But watching, watching Neuer try to run the offense in Purdue, right? Like I felt like every yard that we got was a struggle. Like it was mm-hmm. it clawing to get just anything that we got. And and last night it felt like it was not a well-oiled machine, but like things were working that just were yeah. so clunky last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Yeah. And you know what? Shout out to Neuer because I've seen him on the sideline. He was, he was engaged. He was so yeah. into it. And, and he, it wasn't yeah. like he was, you know, off pouting somewhere. I think he knew like, Hey, this is, this is our best chance to win. I'm committed to kind of the team's yeah. purpose and not my right. own. Um, and it, I didn't get that vibe from him at all that he was sitting there being like, I, I should be out there. Like this should have been right, my right. team. If you're going to be a good team like that, like, you know, hats right. off to you. That's awesome. Yeah. And if something happens to chance, he'll need to go in there at a moment's notice. So, right. Yeah. Unless, right. Just, just as someone who didn't watch the game last night was, <laughs> no, this is like, I think this is a, this is a fair question. Was Jebia dressed on the sidelines last night? Cause that's what I, I didn't notice him at Purdue, but I heard yeah. he was Well, he was dre- like fully dressed and on the sideline. Yeah. Last yeah night. He was dressed. And I, and I saw a video of him like running out of the tunnel too. Like, yeah, he uh, was like warming up and stuff. Yeah. 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 So do you guys, do you think then when, if Jebia is good to go, let's say Jebia is good to go for like USC. Do you think that Smith, keeps him as a starter because it seemed like Jebby was like going to be the starter going into this year I don't know but I feel like you can't we gotta stop like this is not sustainable just ride with someone someone is firing just ride with them I'm sorry to everyone else but we just gotta yeah I'd say whoever starts against Idaho is a starter I think if you start chance against Idaho and then you're like all right well Jebby is the starter so we're going to start him against USC. I just feel like that's not fair to chance. And it's also not fair to Tristan. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not fair to like, us, Terry. It's not fair to us. <laughs> we just want to relax. Okay. Nothing's this is Oregon state. <laughs> Nothing is fair to us. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're drinking on a goddamn podcast every week. <laughs> yeah. 
come conference play, we can't right. have this whole like, oh, this guy's hot this week. This guy's struggled in the first half and now he's benched. Like, ride with one guy, give him confidence, give the team confidence. Um, but like alternatively, though, I think that was kind of the the other way uh with the run game this this week, right? We were kind of worried about like this how they spread. I mean, obviously Baylor had an epic game. Um, mm-hmm. even without that 60 plus yard run, like he still had like a, a really, really good game over hundred yards besides that. And we were like, what about all the other guys? Like, where's Deshaun Fenwick or like Trey Lowe got like one flowers for week. Fenwick. I want Fenwick to get more carries. I feel like Trey Lowe got a few. No, he, yeah, yeah he did. It did. I mean, it was yeah. actually kind of nice to see them. Switch oh, which yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Is, a, is, a, is a good Oregon state thing to do. Like, yeah, we have one feature yeah. back, but like, we should always have a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. But we need to commit to a quarterback, and I'm <laughs> yeah. totally happy with it being Chance Nolan. If we want to try Jebbia for a little bit, if he's healthy against Idaho, fine. If it's the right situation, like either start him, and then if if it's not going great and he's still kind of hurting, then pull him. Or if we're up a lot and there's no pressure and he wants to come in, put him in there too. But pick a quarterback before conference play. Get the running back by committee, but start with the lead guy like Baylor, and I think we'll be we'll be set. I mean, I'm actually quite excited for next week. Me too. Sure. Yeah. Me too. I'd say chance all the way. JP, please play five seconds of Andrew Bernard in the office singing, take a chance on me <laughs> to Angela. Take a chance. <laughs> That's my most unreasonable request so far, but I think you can do it. Um, Ashton, I think you have a magazine to go produce, and I, I think I gave you a shitload of uh, edits to make in my uh, messy, <laughs> no. messy pros. Not at all. <laughs> um, Not at all. But we appreciate you so much for uh, taking the time. You will definitely be asked to be on the show again. Um, it's Ashton Batuso so once much again. For having me at Lil Butts <laughs> on Twitter, L I L underscore B U T S. Uh, flagrant mag at flagrantmag.com. Uh, it's just at flagrant on Twitter, right? The at flagrant mag at flagrant mag order issue three order issue two, uh, issue one, I believe is sold out. So sorry, but you know, <laughs> for now, it, for now, for now, it might, it might be brought back, but you know, yeah. uh, a beautiful, beautiful basketball publication that, uh, might feature a mediocre essay or two from a mediocre <laughs> essayist, uh, on this podcast, um, once in a while. <laughs> Um, thank you so much, uh, Ashton, for being here. Listen to the About Damn Time podcast. Uh, looks like it'll be, you can for sure count on it coming back uh, after wins. <laughs> yeah. from Ashton, Tim, and the maybe team has to earn episodes. For sure. I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's a, a sports media landscape I'd like to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Ashton, for being here. Thank Appreciate you guys it. so much. Yeah. I'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. Go Beavs. Chop them. Cheers. Chop them. Enjoy your mug when it gets there. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) It's great for drinking White Claw. True. (laughs) For sure. All right. What else do we need to talk about for this game, you guys? Oregon State, Hawaii, 45-27 for our Beavs. Lots of BJ Baylor jokes by whoever tweets from our Twitter account. We don't know who it is. It is not one of the three of us. <laughs> um, uh, J- JP, let's uh, let's just start with you. Uh, we, we already talked about it a lot, but anything to elaborate on uh, from the victory against the Rainbow Warriors? Yeah, I mean, I got a couple of things at least to like get some insight on or get your ideas on. Um, where's Addison Gums? Is he ever going to play, for one? Um, because he did not suit up again. Number two is 
and we've had people tell us this and they wanted us to talk about this. How do we get the ball to champ Flemings? Right. He had, other than his returns, he had like no touches. Mm -hmm. So why was that the case? Like, what was the, what, what was the reasoning behind this? If anyone has any insight that's better than mine, my, you know, drinking and watching of a game on TV. But uh, I, I was surprised by that. I thought like, okay, first again, I said, Avery Roberts, his line looked a lot better than um, you would see watching the game. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I was surprised. He had 12 total tackles, six solo, a sack. Um, he's kind of like one of those guys that's just everywhere and involved in every play, which you'd love to have on your team. But it was very quiet, and that actually is quite surprising. The other thing is Addison Gums, what the hell? Uh, and then Champ Fleming's like, do are we not writing up plays from him? Like, how do we not how do we not get in the ball? But with Champ, like, and we talked about this a little bit with Treshawn last week, and also when the initial depth chart came out, when we didn't even see Dunmore's name on it, and that was a dude we were all excited about with transferring in the, when he came in through the portal. Is it just is part of it because that room is just so deep and all of them are like pretty similar. Like I know champ is his own athlete and his own talent and plays differently from everyone else, but champ is five foot four, five foot five. Everyone else is, you know, like a five foot seven to five, 10 dude with the exception of Harrison, Harrison and tongue. They're all like very undersized and champs case to slightly undersized receivers who sort of occupy the same space. So it's like, if you're going to have a huge game from Anthony Gould, are there enough touches for a guy like champ or a guy like Zaria? Like I'm, I I hope that there are, but Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're going to see another guy, you know, get, you know, his, his moment in the sun with that, someone like champ or someone like Zaria are going to be the ones who sacrifice those touches. Well, what's what's weird to me about that is is that like gold. Um, I mean, he obviously took advantage of the opportunity that was given to him, but it was odd that he was given the opportunity over someone like Champ, who did have success yeah. last year, right? Yeah. Um, and the year before, and, Champ was good in twenty nineteen. Right, right, right. Um, and so it's it, it the. I, I can't put my finger on what's going on in the wide receiver room. I feel like every everything that we think or thought during the preseason has come to be almost the opposite. Like Dunmore, I don't even know if Dunmore is suiting up. I, I didn't see I, him. I, I think they're intending to redshirt him, which I'm fine with, sense. to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, no, that makes sense. There's like nine freshman wide receivers on the right. team right now. Right. So and you're going to lose one or two for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But it just. But my point is that they're giving opportunities to players that you didn't think would get opportunities over other totally. ones. Totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's hard to put to put a finger on. I think it's just you know, in a game like that, it, it'll it'll be interesting. Say like when we're playing like USC or like another school like Wazoo, who's maybe a little bit more on our our talent level. I think it'll be more frustrating if we're playing from behind and we're doing this game of like, why can't champ get targets? Why can't Trayvon get targets? Why can't Zariah get targets or, you know, whoever, when you're up, when you put up 45 points on a team and you don't trail for a single moment of game time, you know, it's general, like the team's just going to keep doing what works. And like I said, minutes ago, I I didn't watch the game, but but I was following it. I was texting you guys. I, I, I watched every video that, 
uh, the Oregon State football uh, Twitter account put out on the on the Twitter, which obviously it's not like scouting or anything, um, right? But I think I think it's just going to be a team that feeds the hot hand, and I think that's going to be kind like kind of like running back too, where yeah. in a in a game in a non conference game, like you'd probably want to get guys like Fenwick and Low more carries just so that they get more familiar. You're, it's almost like an extension of practice at that point, mm-hmm. but you know the game is never totally in doubt. So if BJ is killing it and you're up by 11 points and you need another touchdown and feel really good about it, you're going to keep feeding BJ. You're going to keep throwing it to whoever is killing it in the receiver game, which was Anthony last night. So I think we're just going to see, it's going to be a big fluctuate, at least for the receivers. I could see BJ being the guy that they feed from the running back group, like all year. Yeah, exactly. With receivers, I think it's going to be a big sort of wave. And I think Bradford's probably going to be the only consistent one because he seems to be the one who's like the only guy who for sure has his six, seven targets per game locked in. Yeah. Benny, were you, were you like at all even aware that Tajan wasn't playing? Uh, No, not before the game. No. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. And then I didn't even notice till like halftime. I was reading like how he was out and I mean, like maybe it's just because like he he had a big a big impact last week, but like his his impact in, you know the last couple of years have been has been pretty minimal, I guess. Like to put mm-hmm. it the, like the nicest, that I have huge expectations for him because I know what he can be capable of. But like right. with him not suiting up, it wasn't like we were missing out on James Rogers or Mike Hass. It was like no, it was like oh okay, well like who who else is next? You know, and like we have such a deep room. So to me, it was like almost surprising thinking, Oh, wow. We don't even have touch on Lindsay. I didn't even notice this whole time. You know what though? So, and this is just like me thinking out loud, but um, it's almost like uh, the, the coaches have developed this offense that you can sort of plug anyone into, right? Yeah. Like their, their go-to receiver is short, but fast. And those receivers usually aren't the four and five star receivers. Those are, you know, usually like the three star receivers, which we can get. And so it's, you sort of just plug and play, which is, fucking yeah. great for us if if that is the case that would be wonderful yeah 100 can agree. just continue yeah. this yeah yep yeah and like and again like the depth of that room is insane so yeah pull whoever right. you need into it and whoever's hot put them in there um and it, and it felt that way it really really felt that way last night because of the fact that Lindsay, everyone was very high on Lindsay after the camp and the week one they were like yeah this guy is like now finally coming to into his own and then we, we didn't have him and it was like, we didn't miss a beat. Like it was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we're, we're still, we're still, I mean, like what, what did Nolan had like 330 yards or something like, yeah, yeah. that was over in my predictions. Sure. That was, that was half, that was half of my yards. I predicted he'd have this year. I thought he was going to be our, our leading uh, thrower and he was going to have like 600 or 700 yards all season. Um, mostly because I felt like Neuer or Jebbia wasn't going to stay healthy, but, uh, I love, I, I love taking the chance on Nolan. There were a couple <laughs> things. So I think, I think Nolan had a hell of a game and, and Ashton made a great point about, um, not feeling nervous about it and things were clicking. Like the things that were supposed to be working were working. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said as a fan watching a team that, that where that's happening to versus what we saw in Purdue, like it was much more relaxing to watch. But I think number one, the offensive line looked 
significantly better. Oh yeah. But like way better was not ever really under pressure. Like he would, he would get under pressure, but he always had an out. Like he could always scramble up. Um, and but that's the thing is he, he is a dual threat. It does help that he can do that. Yeah. He just needs to learn to slide. <laughs> he got, <laughs> he does not know how to slide. So hard last yeah. night. There's a great, uh, the, from the blog, every day should be Saturday. The sort of general, uh, not general, but like overall SB nation, college football blog that was uh fuck i'm forgetting his last name spencer spencer hall spencer something uh it's the dude who hosts the shutdown full cast like the funniest college football podcast there is he wrote a thing about teddy bridgewater's inability to slide when teddy bridgewater was at louisville and it's one of the funniest <laughs> things i've ever read it's college football journalism at its finest so if you just do teddy bridgewater uh edbs slide you'll find it <laughs> but yeah he he needs to know how to slide he needs to know how to protect himself uh what's funny is as we, you and i were texting uh you, the three of us were texting last night and i was bitching about like not being able to find a complete highlight package of, of the game at two in the morning central time and i but i found a condensed game of the 2007 oregon state at oregon game the first time we won at odson since 1993 there was a very pronounced play where moivau uh, scrambled for a first down and ended up fumbling and i was like man if he had just slid we would have had a first down and we would have been rolling so yes college quarterbacks should slide college quarterbacks should slide and know how to slide and it is one thing to be to to like try to juke a db or to try to even even like truck a g a, a db but he got lit up by a linebacker right protect he was yourself, so dog. big we have one quarterback down already to protect yourself chance don't don't take the chance don't take that chance <laughs> deserve the chance that's the chance that's one chance nolan should not take <laughs> the sidelines right there the sidelines your friend just scramble out of bounds slide the fuck down live to play another down yeah uh, benny benny what, what were you thinking of going into the second half yeah, so I felt really good. And um, and so for all the reasons we mentioned about the offense where it just felt much more comfortable, things were clicking with the offense, that that was one. But the other thing for as um, as many yards as Hawaii got, I, I felt like we our defense played really disciplined last night. And and um, like when I was, when we had Ashen on, we were talking about uh, Spates and um, how he was getting burned by by the running back. It's like, that's not his fault, really. He's th th That's really on the coaches where they should be putting someone else on the running back, but he didn't miss uh, an assignment. And, and it never really seemed like our players were missing assignments. It was just either bad matchups or Hawaii was would pull some like trick play or it was a scramble or whatever. But like we were keeping to our assignments, which also made me feel really comfortable watching the defense, um, which is surprising given that we almost gave up 30 points. But um, but yeah, I felt really good at halftime. I never, ever felt like Hawaii was going to come back and, and make it a game that was in doubt at all. H how about you? Yeah, I don't think so. But it was, I'm surprised with actually how even the game on paper ended up. First yeah. downs, we had 28, they had 26. I mean, they, we beat them by like 100 yards and like the total yards, we had 558, they had 454. Turnovers yeah. are pretty even too. Time of possession was pretty even. I think this is like typical Beaver fashion that uh, we, I don't think we like played down to our opponent. I think more so they probably played up to theirs, 
But what helped us out and not getting into this like scramble was that we came out guns a blazing. Right. And like we set a lead, we got, we, we made, we set the tone. And because of that, our offense could just operate. They didn't have yeah. to like try to like fight and climb and claw back into a game where like just staying in a lead, even though by the end it started looking like, okay, there's still like a big lead, but there's still a good amount of time left. And they're, they're starting to kind of fire on all cylinders too. Um, right. But because we set that lead early in the first quarter, like it, it made the rest of the game feel very comfortable. And like, even though the numbers are fairly even, we took advantage early and it, it, it just made it, it made me as a fan, not worried at all. I mean, I, yeah. I just, I, I, I kind of knew going in, like we probably were going to win that. Like most likely it'd be way, way disappointing if we didn't. Right. I felt like it would also have been disappointing if we wouldn't have covered the spread too. Right. Like, yeah. We yeah. Sh- yeah. Yeah. What were we 11? Was it 11 all week? Right. Yeah. 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 I was never worried. I, I almost wonder like, so when we were at Purdue, I wouldn't say that Purdue, like the, the fans were really crazy at all, but it was, it was packed and it was loud at times. It was, I mean, I don't know if it was completely sold out, but it, it looked pretty close. Um, and looking at the stadium last night, like the students aren't in, aren't in school. So the student section was very bare. Um, and, and we drove and, down early for that shit. <laughs> yeah, we did kids today, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, like the stadium in general seemed pretty bare. So I, I wonder if like going into that game where you come from a sold out stadium, you're now playing in a stadium that's number one, smaller, but also like not as packed. And you're also 27,000 in attendance, 27,000. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whack. That's, yeah Whack. that's pretty bad. That is honestly Whack. really bad. That's not all. And that's not all of it. That's not all of us. I'm not trying to shit on the university with it, but that is, that is whack. That's, but you guys, you guys, that's, that is shitty, but it's also before school's in session. It's also eight o'clock kickoff in the middle of Delta variant surge. Uh, So I'm not trying to make excuses. Right. Well, and also like, let's be fucking honest. We haven't been bowl eligible for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ashen and her husband left. They're so goddamn selfish. Come back. Yeah. Um, but I, I almost wonder, like, it, it seems now like it's a bigger accomplishment than what it actually was to go up 21-0 because it, that had trap game written all over it. Even though we lost last week, like, it still seemed like it was a trap game. Yep. And, and we can still talk about the game and important stuff. Why did the university choose to honor Jade Carey on a night when the students weren't even back at school yet? It was the first game right. back. I know it's the first game back, but you could wait a week or wait until the first conference game until people are actually there and actually give Jade right. Carey the flower she deserves of as full of a research stadium as possible for yeah. a gold fucking medal. Like, yeah, well, she was no, wearing, I agree with she you. Was wearing she was wearing and there's like yeah. 10 people like, hey, cool. Yeah. Also, do you think she wears that like going to parties? I would wear that everywhere. No. I would literally wear I it to would. class. Yeah, yeah I would. you're wearing two gold necklaces right now in your basement, JP. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, would, I, I think like you would wear it if you got it as an 18 year old. You would wear it now as a 34 year old. JP, you would probably wear it everywhere. I think it everywhere. It, I think it probably goes along the lines of 
wearing your own jersey to a jersey party <coughs> kevin love, love. <coughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> which none of us thought were which i don't think anyone like thinks is like actually cool when it happens a gold medal is obviously way different it's more rare probably more prestigious and like i was gonna say less obnoxious it's still pretty obnoxious but in a good way i i don't th- i i feel like jade carey won't do that um but obviously uh jade carey has three years before she'll not three but sometime before going to parties in corvallis until you know she's of legal drinking age so you know i think one year still um, yes, would, to, to dorm dorm hangouts with, uh, you know, as, as Dr. Richard Nafshin, the great chemistry teacher at uh, Oregon State, always referred to Naff, our, yeah. our, our weekends of uh, root beer and Doritos, which, you know, who, who doesn't love root beer and Doritos? So <laughs> shout out to Professor Nafshin, one of the best. Dude, love that dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough enough nostalgia. Let's look to the future. Let's look to the future. Am I coming to Corvallis on Friday? Let's let's. Ooh. <laughs> no, are I you have, actually coming? Do you have a ticket for me? No, I don't have a ticket either. But when there's only twenty seven thousand people that go to games, now, uh, no I one goes to get. <laughs> yeah. I you guys you, have to get terrace tickets, or else we cannot be in the terrace. I get thought terrace. you had terrace tickets for us. Well, I have them for me. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, Benny, let's go. Yeah. Let's, yes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going. I, yeah. <laughs> you're for sure going. Um, can I stay with you in Portland on Friday night, JP? Yeah. Okay. What time's the Friday? game again? Game's at twelve thirty. Which is so I, Idaho though got smacked by Indiana. Shout out APCC Aaron Stevens. A Aaron Balake. Aaron Hoosiers in the win column, baby. Fifty six fourteen. Um, it did not. It did not look good for Idaho. Um, I don't really know if they have much to hang their hat on other than that, like Boudry had connection, but I feel like Idaho I, has to be on the same level as Hawaii. Right. They're, so, they're worse. Yeah. I mean, like at the most, they're the same levels. Right. And like, if, like, if we're going to smack Hawaii, we're going to smack Idaho. After losing to Sacramento state in 2011, I refuse to overlook anybody, but I, I do. That was 10 years ago, Terry. It's, Those it's, people have the grandchildren by now. Those players are so old. No, they don't. They're younger than we are. <laughs> As I mentioned, I'm very excited about this. Uh, in a previous pod, the very first Oregon State football game I ever attended was on September 23rd, 2006. Happy so birthday, all, me. So, yeah. Oh, happy birthday, you. And Thanks. I didn't know I didn't know you yet. That that was like no hold on. Let's clarify. Like your, Today isn't your birthday. September twenty third is your birthday. But that's sep- right. September twenty third, two thousand six was Benny's like forty third birthday. So and he was listeners, listeners. September twenty third. You better wish Benny L nineteen eighty six. That was the year he was. It was ten years old on September twenty third, two thousand eleven. Wish I him a happy birthday. On September twenty third, two thousand eleven, I gave Benny the greatest uh, birthday gift ever by uh, getting dumped and blessing his life and all of our lives with a, at least a decade of you know single Terry, which has made you very happy, Benny, and it has continued to make you happy. They, they, I, You're welcome, and I, thank I, you. I won't, I won't, I won't double down on that. But the gift that keeps on giving to you, at least, <laughs> um, September twenty third, two thousand six, my first game ever. I had not met you guys yet. Oregon State versus Idaho. 
Oregon State, 38, Idaho, zero. And I'm feeling a similar. I remember that game. It was so fun. Similar score line. I'm just looking. I'm looking at the college reference box score right now. It started. Evanson Bernard, heard of him. 19-yard touchdown run. Anthony Wheat Brown, JP's favorite yes. player of all time. 10-yard <laughs> pass from Matt Moore. Uh, once upon a yes. time fraternity brothers with JP and Benny. Um, <laughs> 34-yard field goal by Alexis Serna, a guest of the yes. Board of podcast, our buddy. Um, another a seven yard run by Evanson Bernard, uh, 12 yard pick six. By... Hey, you played basketball with him, didn't you? Me? I did. Yeah. I did at JP Dixon. Did. Yeah. yeah. JP played basketball with Ev. 12, yeah. 12 yard pick six by Derek Doggett, my favorite Oregon State football player. See? D Doggett. Dude, he had at least like, he had three or four pick sixes. D Doggett. Was and those are ones that like those, there's the bear claws just like caught yeah. it like a missile midair just right. and just ran. Yeah. He was such a beast. Obviously, he was too yeah. small to play linebacker in the NFL, but he was like the perfect college linebacker. And yeah. then Sean Canfield, one yard run into the end zone. Oh. 38. To zero. I'm just going to look at here's some other stat lines from the game just to talk about some guys. Clinton Polk, 10 carries. Oh, yes. Remember Clinton Polk? Yeah. 22nd in Polk. He was number 22. Uh, Later that year, Evanson Bernard was out for that USC game, and uh, Clinton Polk ran for 100 yards against the Trojans, which was. Yep. Uh, Brandon Powers, two catches, 35 yards. Brandon Powers. Man, Powers. He was a cool dude, actually, like off the field. He was cool. I liked Brandon Powers a lot. Our leading tackler for the game, number 43, Alan Darlin, another great. uh, Oh, nice. Just Riley era linebacker, just buzz cut, good at tackling. Um, He was like 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 beaver blood. Like he was. He had the blood of a beaver. Right. <laughs> I'm going to say two more names because I love these dudes. Uh, number two tackler, probably someone who should come up on this podcast more, Al Afalava. Who was yeah. Just, dude, oh, yes. Al was. I had fun. geology. I had geology class with Al Afalava. I remember Al Afalava for a lot more than you having geology class with him, but that is also cool. Yeah. <laughs> he rocked a bunch of dudes. There's always like in every Oregon State sort of highlight package, there's a picture of him or the video of him rocking Jeff Mail in the 2007 yeah. game against Oregon. Oh, yeah. And I, so that's fuck the game Jeff I rewatched Mayle. last. I fuck Jeff Mail. I hate that dude. <laughs> I um, hate him so much. I still, still I still to this hate day. Him. I hope yeah. he's miserable right now. Um, I that was one of the games or some of the video I watched last night when I was trying to find <laughs> up to date highlights on YouTube. So instead, I watched 2007 highlights. He gets called for a helmet to helmet on that play, and it's not helmet to helmet. It's a perfectly clean hit. He his eyes are up and he leads with a shoulder. Like even by today's rule of targeting, it wouldn't. It shouldn't be flagged. It was so perfect. He would have been flagged for targeting today. He'd be, he'd be, you know, not on that would play. Be kicked it's out clear. of so many games today. Was so I, many I games. Know, but that that it was a missile. Yeah, that was a missile, Terry. That hit in particular, it's clearly his shoulder. It's, he was good at it at that point because, like, his sophomore year, he was just out there, like, trying to wreck dudes. But he learned and he got better at it. And that one, you see, like, right away, and he's like tapping his shoulder and like showing it and like watch it. I remember again. that play. Rewatch the 07 Oregon, Oregon State game and that hit on Jeff Mail. It is as clean of a hit as can possibly be. It's perfect. It's a masterclass in rocking a douche ass receiver across the middle. Al Afalava, we love you. Come on the yeah. pod. 
take over the pod for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll just give it to you. I always felt like Al Afalava would be like the best rap name ever. <laughs> it's a good rap name, wouldn't yeah. it? Or just Afalava. Al Afalava is maybe an extra syllable, but Al Afalava. Hey, hey, y'all hear that? Did y'all hear the new Afalava album? Afalava album. Yeah, that's dope. Like <laughs> the Afalava album. Afalava yeah. album. The Afalava album. I like it. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Let's check. Let's try and catch up with Al. See what he's doing. Maybe maybe yeah. maybe he's rapping. Um, and then the <laughs> the last the last defensive player I'm going to mention. He's just the the third name down on the box score sheet. Mister batted down himself. He had a forced fumble and three tackles in this game against Idaho. It's Jeff Van Orso. That dude oh, should have yeah. that dude. He there should be a silhouette of that guy knocking down John David Booty's pass. That the the size of Reeser. I, I'm not sure why there's not just his big <laughs> mitt going up, knocking that shit down with a silhouette of Koi Francis behind him, taking off his helmet and throwing it to fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, the Mavs, they have that, that, the, the, the turnaround jumper for Nowitzki. They've got that like a silhouette on the court. We should just do that on the field of research, put it like, yeah. a, like the four yard line for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just I, I, I kind of change change the turf color a little bit and yeah this yeah, is where this is where john david booty met jeff van orso two great yeah. names in the history of college football if yeah. we're being real uh let's uh let's do updated uh predictions we beat the idaho vandals 38 to nothing on september 23rd 2006 we 97th birthday uh actually you were that was your 19th birthday correct what year? 2006? Yeah. Nah, that was my 20th birthday. You're two years older than me? Yeah. You animal. It's very hard to believe for me too sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so September 18th, a few a few days short of Benny's birthday, but Benny, we can celebrate your, uh, your birthday early. Uh, we beat the Vandals 38 to nothing in 2006. JP, what will the score be this weekend at? So my predictions have not been great so far. I've kind of been off on both games, but the one thing I said about Hawaii was we were going to come out 17, nothing. And they were going to slowly kind of work the way back. And by like after a half, it'd be 17, nothing. They'd work their way back to 17, 10, but we'd still win. They kind of did follow that path a little bit though. We still kept pouring a more on in the second half. Um, my prediction originally for Idaho was 24, 20. I will change that to 24, 10. Okay. Mm. Still a little conservative, win. but I like it. Um, busy we heezy. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, I, I think Oregon State wins this game handily. Uh, I I just thought that they looked really really good against Hawaii. I think there's a lot of stuff for them. It was weird. They looked good against Hawaii, but there's also a ton of stuff for them to work on. So I think we see an improved defense. Um, I honestly have no idea what Idaho's quarterback is like if if he has any mobility at all. But if he if he does not have any mobility, I'm saying that we hold them into single digits. They don't they don't score more than uh, nine points. Um, I'm going to say Oregon State wins this uh, 41 to seven. Damn it. That is like I was going to say 42, 14. <laughs> is that what I said before? No, you said when you did the season long one. <laughs> Oh yeah, we, I we, said forty-two. We, we, we knew you were going off the top of the cuff because you had like seven straight wins at forty-two fourteen. I was gonna say <laughs> forty to seven, 
I, of course, didn't watch the Hawaii game, as has been mentioned several times on this episode. I will watch it, though, Beaver fam. Don't 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 think I don't care. Uh, just had, you know, I, I had another disappointing football team to dedicate my attention to today. Um, another? The hey, Beavers are not disappointing. Not right now. Not right now. Since 2014, I've had another perpetually disappointing football team to dedicate my attention to today uh disappointing from my past i'll say i was gonna say 40 to 7 which I, i'll still stick with that because we had said 41 to 7 i don't know if that's like the price Your is price right is writing me or are you price is writing me because we don't have the <laughs> over we don't have the going over rule uh but yeah i'll say 40 to 7 and also it would be bad for the pac 12 if this game is close because apart from our least favorite team beating a really highly ranked team yesterday, which we don't need to talk about, but t- tough go for our, our con our conferences, non-conference games. So uh, not that anyone's really paying attention to Oregon state who's paying attention to non-conference scores, but yeah, don't then sleeper. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fine, but Hey, yeah. I, I, I know, I know you're, you're uh, weighing heavily on that Washington game. Cause you have friends that, that went to UW. It's not, it's not, it's not just the Washington game. I know you're wearing Utah purple, Terry. I'm, I'm wearing purple. I'm wearing Viking and I'm wearing, yellow. I'm, this is my Wu Tang Viking shirt. All right. Or it's the Wu Tang U Dub shirt. Yeah. No. Exactly. If a, if Washington wanted to get serious about football, they'd get rid of the block W and embrace the Wu Tang W. Oh, that would logo. be that would it would be oh, over be so for cool. everyone after that. I have worn this purple and yellow Wu Tang shirt every Vikings game day for the last seven years, and it doesn't work clearly. Nothing worked before that, JP. Nothing worked before I was born. This is all a flat circle of disappointment, and nothing is good in life. <laughs> this is Oregon State and Vikings football. <laughs> it's um, a practice of masochism, and this podcast is one of the few things that brings me joy. So give me a fucking break, friend. <laughs> Wait, Benny, you were saying something about i think non-conference or whatever uh please continue yeah. colorado lost <laughs> lost but they almost didn't lose. they almost oh, oh yes colorado almost <laughs> well done lose. colorado and they should have lost by a lot more you really should have gone into pr benny because that is pr one <laughs> that is a hell of a they, spin Cal Texas only A&M. lost to CCU by two points. <laughs> they all they were number won. five. Texas right. A&M was number five. But what what chaps my ass about this is now like it, it, the <laughs> sample size for these this two weeks for the Pac-12 has not been good. And despite being a massive homer for the teams I like, I think I'm pretty good on like conference pride or just like analysis. Like when the Pac-12 has been really bad, I've been like, God, it's tough, but like, although like 2019, the PAC 12 was pretty fucking good. We just didn't have a flagship team that competed, but like every team in the conference was like competent and decent. And I watched a lot of PAC or a lot of big 10 games that year. I can tell you Maryland Rutgers (laughs) fucking Northwestern all would have gone winless in the PAC 12 by kind of a lot uh, in the 2019 season, the last sort of full regular season we got to see in college football um it looks tough for the conference this year guys it just it doesn't it doesn't look great and this isn't just the beaver fan in me saying this but uh i was watching that ohio state minnesota game in week one and i'd be like these guys ain't that good 
<laughs> I still thought they were going to kick the Ducks' ass in their home opener, and I want them to. And I'm not trying to – I'm literally not saying this to take anything away from the Ducks. Congrats, Oregon. I'll give you your fucking no, dollars for your – No, no. I'll do it. I'll do I'm, it. Yeah. I'll do it because I don't care. No, don't no, Don't here. cut this. Don't mute cut this. this man. Don't cut mute this. this don't cut this. Done. Don't mute me. He's muted. I just muted him. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking mute me when I'm the co-host. I will unmute myself again. <laughs> I'm giving Oregon flowers because it doesn't fucking matter in the scheme of things. Dude, it does. No, it Stop. doesn't. We don't, we can be a purveyor of pettiness without constantly clinging to the pettiness is what I'm saying. No. I, just, I don't think it matters. I, I think it's, it's, this is not gonna. I don't think this is gonna be the year that the national media recognizes the Pac-12 as a even decent conference for college football. I think we're gonna get hated on pretty hard. Yep. Um, so let's uh, beat Idaho forty to seven and maybe change some minds out there, Kirk Herb Street. What? <laughs> Should I tag him in an audiogram? Yeah, do it. Fuck Kirk Herb Street. I will. I will. Hey, as uh, as we all agree, we're gonna be two and one after this weekend. Yes. I, I want to go hit the Twitter sphere because we've had some fans write in with their thoughts on these teams, on the, on this team. Um, we've got C C Todd Davis, who this morning, I guess she this afternoon uh, did write in and said, call me crazy even after sleeping on it. So, you know, it's serious. Even after sleeping on it, he says, I think coach Smith, has a bull team out there. So one more win. We're one step closer. Um, I'm assuming that uh, Mr. C Todd Davis at C Todd Davis. Thanks for listening. Um, does feel we're also bull, a bull eligible team, but uh, we also then have Nick E Willie two underscores, Nick underscore E underscore Willie, who said, about the team, he's feeling good. It's going to be a good year and a bowl game. Nolan is the truth. Whole team is better. So ride that into week three, Beaver fam. Oh yeah, we've got we've got a team that's on the rise. We've got some uh, big question marks answered. Hopefully, with Nolan at the helm, I think that's a huge, huge question mark with how the team is going to perform. Was who will be the quarterback, and not just who, because. It could have been all three of the guys, right? Could have been Neuer. It could have been Jebby if he's healthy. It could have been Nolan if it fell to him, really, which is how it was looking at the beginning of the season. But I think all three can help us ride to a bowl game. It was picking one and settling with one. And I think that's what happened last week, and we'll see what happens against Idaho as well. But I'm in agreement with both of them. Um, Hold on, before we sign off even, we uh, had another chance Nolan fan chime in. And this is from Dr. Trisha Goodnow, who Doctor. replied, yeah, who replied to us and Ashton and said, I've said he's got an NFL caliber name from the beginning. Does that count about Chance Nolan? NFL and caliber name. Does. And you know what? There is something about the name, not yeah. just his name, but names of players. You kind of just know when they when yeah. they commit, you're like, that guy's gonna be good. Right. You just know it. And Chance Nolan is a Joe Montana, Steve Young. Yeah. Jim, Jim Drunken Miller, Chance <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> like, yeah, I was thinking about this today earlier too, because a dude hit me up and was like, Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback the Vikings have ever had, which is a joke. But also I was like, dude, we had a quarterback who's a hall of famer named 
Francis Asbury Tarkenton. And you're trying to tell yeah. me that Kirk Cousins is better than someone named Francis Asbury Tarkenton or Dante Culpepper. Uh, no, fuck off. Uh, Chance, come play yeah. for the Vikings. Uh, you can start today. I promise. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe not ahead of Mannion. Maybe not ahead of Mannion, but you and Sean can duke it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I lo- love that. Love the positivity uh, among our Twitter followers. Shane, thank you guys so much for uh, interacting with the, the Twitter account and sending in your thoughts and questions. And uh, for the positivity too, we all, the three of us have us going bowling. Um, Benny's, you know, 15 and 0 prediction, not going to happen, but the 14 and one prediction still could. And yeah. we're, he's only one game off. You never yeah. know. Purdue it's, could get sanctions later that hot or, or Purdue's, all games or Purdue's great. And Purdue beat UConn 49 to nothing. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that Purdue beats Notre Dame next week. Ooh, that's Ooh. a hot take. I, I just looked because, you know, like I, I looked at, uh, I saw, I saw, I saw Travis tweeting about it, the game a little bit. And then uh, <laughs> I forget who Notre Dame, Notre Dame was playing like Toledo or somebody. And they yeah, Toledo. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, like, like Purdue, like I Purdue just sort of seems like, that, that I'm not ready to say they're good yet, especially just because like they beat us in a close game, whatever. But you know, like like we watched some Oregon State teams that may not have been great, but you know, were capable of capable of greatness and you know, pulled pulled shit off and you know, beat teams that they shouldn't have and then lost the teams that they shouldn't have. And this this might be something uh for for this Purdue team this year. So I if if Purdue beats Notre Dame this next week, uh, you know. I, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I have no reason. To, I don't know anything. I don't have a scoop. I'm just saying things on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would that would just be fun for you know the whole uh, you know college college uh, football universe. I think for an upset like that. Um, but really, we're going to be more focused on Oregon State, Idaho, and we're going to be in the house too. The three of us. That's the plan. Uh, Twelve thirty Pacific time. Yes. In- Corvallis, Oregon, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest on the campus of Oregon State University, a.k.a. the Harvard of the Pacific Northwest. We haven't done that lead in a while. We should plan on getting local boys. We'll get local boys for sure. Can we get down there like early as hell? I want to like, I, I need some Corvallis. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. I want to get there like, at like nine. For sure. Quick shout out to the women's soccer team again and coach to Nicola for their win against UC Irvine. They're now seven and oh, holy shit. Woo-hoo! Beaver. We're gonna have a 100 percent uh women's soccer episode coming up because they they fucking deserve it. Uh we also have uh some very exciting guests coming up that we're really looking forward to announcing. Um, the men's soccer team, uh, they got back to their winning ways with a 2-1 win over Seattle on the road. Shout out to Oregon State men's soccer and uh Oregon State volleyball beat Southern Illinois. Yeah. So they got back in the win yeah. as well. Hell yeah, women's volleyball. And you know, as uh, we mentioned, uh Jade Carey was in the house for the game against Hawaii last night, our gold medalist. Uh the legend herself jade carey so shout out to you olympic legend come on the pod come on the pod yeah rolling invite whenever you want we will make it work <laughs> um but yeah so thank you thank you so much to everyone again uh belligerent Calm for that fire merch the enamel mugs we we're talking about if you want to uh drink whiskey with our east coast contingent of colin and ashton and myself and everyone else who's drinking whiskey out of that dope ass mug get an enamel mug 
get a fanny pack to transport that whiskey, get a shirt. Um, JP, please send me a chopper shirt because AA Ron <laughs> stole mine. <laughs> oh, I just got mine in the mail too. Benny is really in good. The mail. Um, send me some stickers for fuck's sake. Damn it. Um, and as always, please, 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 please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We can't say enough how much that helps us out. You know, we don't have anyone else running marketing or promotion or anything for us. It's just us doing this in our spare time and we love it and we want to keep doing it forever. We're going to do a million episodes of this thing and the reviews and subscriptions help a lot. Um, so thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you again to Ashton Batuso for tuning in of the about damn time podcast and of, uh, Oregon State football legend, the video coordinator of the infamous Alamo Bowl year in 2012. Follow Ashton on Twitter at Lil underscore Butts. That's L-I-L underscore B-U-T-S. And watch Oregon State beat the shit out of Idaho, not Iowa. That'd be huge. <laughs> way, <laughs> way different kind of non-conference game. Okay, Oregon State, Idaho. Uh, if you're in Corvallis on Saturday, hit us up. Say what's up. We'll be around uh, hitting up local boys and probably Clods and some other of our favorite spots around Corvallis. Thank you again for tuning in to this 14th episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, the drunkest Oregon State podcast on the internet. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for being here. Chop them. Chop them. Chop them. <laughs>